everybody. Welcome to another episode of Two Strike Noise, your weekly baseball history podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm one half of the show. The other half is uh, sitting right there in our remote studio up in the Pacific Northwest. It's Mark A. Johnston. Mark, I smell spring. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed watching these short videos of the pitchers and catchers strolling into camp. I think today was some kind of media day, so... Maybe some interviews will be coming out. And, uh, hey, there's still some big free agents that haven't signed. Yep, there are. A lot of big names already in camp that aren't pitchers, too. A lot of guys yes. showing up. Early. Remember, it used to be like, I'll get there when I get there. I'm fat now, out of shape. Now everybody is in midseason shape and ready to just get going. Yeah. yeah. Which is That's a lot good. more fun to watch. All right. Well, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting time. This is, uh, how did we miss truck day? Remember? I, I know. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I, I'm not on social media as much as I have been in the past, but usually it's truck day is a huge thing for every team when, when the truck leaves the, the stadium to drive all the stuff down to spring training, but I didn't see yes. any of it. I heard, I mean, I think I got an email from the Mariners or something to talk about truck day, but that's all I really saw. Huh. Ah, thanks, Obama. They take a truck day away from <laughs> us now. Come on. Doggone it. Man. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's get into this show. This is going to be a longer story this week, so let's get right into the the regular stuff here. Let's get into BP. I am a little sore. I played my first game last week since since fantasy camp, and I, I felt good. I played pretty well, got a couple of hits, but I'm a little sore right now, and I, I don't understand. A couple of days, I got a hammy and a back issue, so I'll keep uh-huh. everybody up to date. I know everybody's worried about that but let's uh yeah let's well, that's interesting i'm nursing a couple injuries myself i'm just got them because i'm old and i'm just trying to walk so um, ha- watch out for that hip don't want to break that hip just for those that don't know mark does have one of those seats to go up and down the stairs that goes like <laughs> half a mile an hour he's got that's one right. of those so yeah, I, I got mine jacked up, though, man. It goes like almost three quarters of a mile an hour. Oh, wow. Well, make sure you put that seat belt on. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm careful. All right. Believe me, I don't want to fall. I'm you have one of those standing times. bathtubs that are, you get in and close the door and then you sit down and fill it up? No, I don't bathe. Oh, so I forgot about that. Necessary. That's why we do the show remotely. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right, let's get into BP. Enough of this frivolity. Let's get into some baseball-related frivolity. I mentioned it, I think, uh, a show or two ago, but uh, the Savannah Bananas, they started the new season. It's underway. They've already had some some guests join them to play. They had a big one a week or so ago. Uh, nobody really saw him while he was there, but John Cena. Uh, took well, an really? A.B. for the bananas. With yeah, the bananas, very nice. Yeah. So first of all, he gets up there, and he only saw three pitches. And he was, he kind of had a Ricky Henderson stance at once on the first one, a real small strike zone. Still took a called strike one. So then he got even lower and, and had a called strike two. And then he was basically almost like laying in the batter's box and got a <laughs> called strike three, which I want to, <laughs> Say, you know, shout out to the pitcher for throwing three seeds like right over the plate, despite him trying to make a, a very small strike zone. The umpire punched him out like a, nah, he didn't like 
swing yeah, at him. But, I'm probably not going to punch him A out. baseball punch out. And, uh, you know, called him out. Then this umpire is great. I love the bananas home plate umpire. He is, he's got this, he's got a beard that rivals yours. He's a smaller gentleman. Sometimes they put a box underneath him for the, especially when the guy on stilts bats. And so what he did though is he took off his mask, he threw it on the ground, and then he dropped a big elbow on it to punctuate the the strike three call. It was great. I don't know if you've seen uh, it on social media, but if not, take a look. That's a that's a good. Apparently, the pitcher could see him. Yeah, or yeah. he's just throwing it. It, it's a strike for anybody. That was, I think, maybe that was what it was. But. Yeah. Well, I got to say, though, man, if you're going to get one at bat, you got to take your hacks. I don't even know. If, you know, Cena's so muscular. I don't know if he could swing a bat the whole way around. I mean, at least go down swinging. Yeah. All right. Some sad, well, not sad, but some worrying news about uh, somebody we talk about quite a bit here. We make fun of Lenny Dykstra a lot. There's a lot to make fun of. But uh, this, I just saw this this morning that on uh, Valentine's Day, the 14th, he suffered a heart attack. Ooh. A mini stroke is what it says. But he's he's in good spirits. Seems like he's going to he's going to pull through. That's good. Just keeping an eye out on that. Just somebody that we talk about quite a bit. Let's see some other things. Somebody else we've talked about quite a bit. Tommy Pham, Mm -hmm. a current player, as opposed to obviously Lenny Dykstra. But Tommy Pham, of course, the fantasy football, the slap in center field. And we said, I think, last week that he finally won his uh, fantasy football what is it a pool or not a fantasy football he won his fantasy football league that's what it is so yes. congratulations to that i don't know if this was a reward for it or what but i think apparently tommy fam lives in las vegas and went to the super bowl last week oh wow um, so he was posting things on social media from the super bowl but of course he left at halftime and watched the rest of the game at home <laughs> okay, who does that so good who does that who leaves i don't know when he posted from home, he's like, it's, this is much better. I mean, listen, I hate crowds, too. And, I mean, I don't like football games because there's too many people there, and I don't care. I'll, I'll go to a sold-out baseball game, no problem. But I understand not wanting to be with the big crowd. But I just, guys, weird. That's definitely uh, odd. Yeah. Let's see. We've got something new here, uh, a name that we need to remember when we pull him in Wax Packs Heroes. Jeff Ballard. Yeah, okay. I don't want to say for sure, but I think a lot of people listening know the name of Jeff Ballard. He only pitched for seven years in the big leagues, but let's see, five with Baltimore and then two with the Pirates. I remember Baltimore, definitely, 87 through 91. 41, 53 mark, 471 ERA. 197 games, 118 of them were starts. So, I mean, starting pitcher, kind of a, a, a mid, you know, just an, an average player. But what we have not been aware of so much is his TV presence, his pop culture preference, or preference, his pop culture presence. He's been in, in three big shows that oh, wow. we've, I, I mean, we had to have pulled him at some point. So, Let's see, he is in an episode of The Office called Weight Loss, and I know exactly what this is. Jim is in New York visiting Pam, who's at art school. She's an RA. She's got to do something with somebody on her floor where somebody stole her oat milk or something. So Jim is down in the common room watching a baseball game. And I know this because I've watched The Office literally 
17,000 times every episode. I'm on 17,001 right now. My, yeah, nice. watch there. Wow. So I know what that is. It's a generic clip. I think it's from from an actual game, but they've kind of removed the logos and stuff. And what is also funny is this clip is also used in Seinfeld. In the Same episode, clip. the letter where Elaine is sitting in the owner's box at Yankee Stadium with her Orioles yes. hat. Yes. They show a they show really quickly a clip of the game that they're supposedly at. Same thing. Jeff Ballard on the mound. Both those clips. Okay, wow. Also, in an episode of Breaking Bad, which I can only assume, I've never watched Breaking Bad. I can only assume it's on a TV in the background somewhere. No, I love Breaking Bad. I've only watched the full, every episode once. So I don't love it as much as you love The Office. I think that's the way most Office fans watch The Office. It's just a continual rewatch. I don't think that's the case with Breaking Bad. It's a little heavy, right? Oh, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely a little heavy, and it, I, I've never, like I said, I've watched every episode once. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna continually rewatch The Wire. Like you might right. watch it every now and then, or The Sopranos. I think those are a little bit more heavy than than The Office or, or Seinfeld. So I understand. Yeah, and Breaking Bad's not on that often either. Now you can watch The Office every night on Comedy Central. Yeah, but that's not the way real fans watch. You get all, oh, then you got to sit through Why? commercials and stuff. You don't do that. So anyway, there we go. It's it's just like I said, they're all it's all the same clip, but it's Jeff Ballard. So, I mean, if you pull him, you get the Seinfeld. That's the full point. But then you get Office and Breaking Bad. Theoretically, you could we could award two points just for that. Yeah, Uh, I doubt he gets paid for that whenever they use it. But I don't know. Big announcement for Blue Jays fans. I know a lot of uh, Blue Jays fans listen. They don't really listen to Blue Jays specific podcasts. They just come here. To get their Blue Jays news. Big news if you're a fan and you go to games at uh, Rogers Center. The seats this year in the 100 level will have cup holders. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't get this kind of news in no. other Blue Jays podcast. Just throwing it out there. This is pretty important stuff. Also in important stuff, we were talking about Skip Pitlock last week. We should frankly be talking about Skip Pitlock every week. We talked about him a lot just texting. Yes, because I kind of cyberstalked Skip Pitlock <laughs> after last week's episode just to see what old Skipper is up to. And uh, he is apparently now a senior mortgage consultant in the greater Chicago area. Oh, really? Can you just imagine like you're applying for a, a mortgage and uh, hi, I'm Skip Pitlock. I will be uh, I'll be assisting you. How many people just don't have any idea that they are talking to the Skip Pitlock? Right. I, I might move to Chicago just to try and get a mortgage there. I don't know. I haven't decided. <laughs> well, with all the money you're making from this. this oh, show, yeah. Yeah. You might, might just get a, like a, a second home there. Yeah. I think that's, we'll have another remote studio in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's the Skip Pitlock update. Uh, Maybe we'll get some Lars Newt Bar updates instead of Skip Pitlock updates here in the near future. Yeah, we haven't heard much about Lars lately. Oh, I think he was hurt in the end of last year, right? So hopefully he's coming back strong. All right, Mark, uh, trivia question. I asked a trivia question last week. I wanted to know what is the longest combination of letters of two players that have ever hit back-to-back home runs in a single game. Right. I am curious, did you come up with anything? You mentioned Jared Saltalamakia. Were you able yes. to to daisy-chain him with somebody else that has a long last name? 
I may have. All right. Um, I did find out that Salta Lamacchia has hit two back-to-back home runs. Okay. And just his name alone would be would put him in the in the running. Yeah. Okay. So he hit back-to-back home runs with Garrett Jones. All right. That's only five letters. Yeah. But I believe he also did with Jacoby Jacoby Ellsbury. That's Jacoby Bellsbury to you. Yes, of course. Yeah, well, um, that's that uh, would be my guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. I mean, Jared Saltalamacchia. If he could have hit one with William Van Landingham, then that would have right. been genius. But alas, they did not bat together at any point in their careers. It's a good guess. Not right, but a good guess. First of all, I'm going to tell you second place, the the second longest combination. One time, Carl Yastrzemski and Tony Canigliaro went back to back. So those are some long names, but not the longest. The longest is 23 letters. Wow. I, I found the game here, August 23rd, 1997, Montreal Expos at the Chicago Cubs. And for Montreal in this game, appearing as a pinch hitter and came up with a pinch hit home run in the ninth inning for the Expos was Andy Stankiewicz. Okay. Stanker. And then immediately that flips the lineup over where you've got Mark Grudzelanek leading off and he went yard. Wow, that's impressive. Back to back Stankiewicz and Grudzelanek. Yeah. Very cool. So it, I mean, it didn't mean much. They already were ahead. Good for them. I mean, they, that's 23 letters together, back to back. Grudzelanek. That's impressive. Yeah. No, that that was not an easy trivia question. No, it was not meant to be. So here's another one. Here's one for next week. Who, Mark, was the first player to strike out 100 times in a season without hitting a single home run? Wow. Now that one, I feel like you could use Stathead and and figure it out, which is... Yes, but don't. Well, you don't have to, yeah. But I also want to complain, uh, Stathead, because that's... Part of the baseball reference umbrella. I am not enjoying the Immaculate Grid lately. Really? Uh, it's just all categories. I don't I don't care for that. I, I rather do teams and try to come up with the lowest score that I can. But that's just me. You can go play old ones, but it's just a little annoying. Mark, let's get into our main segment this week. And it's going to be me. I've got something. You know, Get Metsmerized. We we did a whole episode on that. It's a great song. I don't know how it is not platinum at this point, but uh, I did look it up. It was four minutes and 42 seconds long. Some would say not long enough. I don't know who says that, but apparently there are probably somebody out there that thinks that. Somebody, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was way back in episode 164 we did get Metsmerized. This is episode 241, so that was... Almost two years ago. We took a deep dive into that 86 rap that was somehow, as I said, overlooked by the Academy. And let's be honest, Let's Go Mets is a better Mets song than Get Metsmerized. I I could admit that. But four years after Get Metsmerized, Barry Larkin is kicking around Cincinnati and he thought to himself, you know what? Chicago Bears did it. Live Aid did it. Farm Aid did it. George Foster did it. Why can't the 1990 Cincinnati Reds do it? Why not? There's no possible explanation as to why they can't. So, led by the future Hall of Famer Barry Larkin, the magic happened. Officially writing credits for this thing goes to B. Larkin, the homeboys. 
<laughs> nice. The song is called Red's Hot. Not Red Hot, Red's Hot. Unfortunately, there are not volumes written about this venture like there are about Get Metsmerized, which was very easy to research. This one, a lot less so. But I guess that's one difference between the New York Mets doing something and the Cincinnati Reds doing the same thing. Little bit, I guess so, yeah. A little bit different. Now, I'm not a professional sleuth, but I'm guessing that B. Lark is actually Barry Larkin. I know that's a stretch. But I've come up with that. Uh, mm. I came to that conclusion because also a baseball reference says B. Lark is Barry Larkin's nickname. Oh, that too. Yeah, that was another giveaway. The homeboys in this case are a collection of the Reds who led the uh, National League East wire to wire during the 1990 season. Of course, they went on to do something in the in the postseason. I'm. I'm not exactly sure what, but I was unable to find out exactly why this song was recorded. (laughs) Maybe it was like a team building weekend getaway or something. I don't know. Regardless, though, this thing clocks in at four minutes and 46 seconds, which is four seconds longer than Get Metzmerized. But uh, what you're listening to here is a 55 second lead in on this one. It's just some radio play-by-play under a generic beat, which very well could have been the same beat that was used on Get Metsmerized or even the Super Bowl Shuffle. It's just, it's it's very generic. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of both. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of tracksuits and acid wash fashion going on in this gotcha. in, in the studio. Uh, a lot of high fives, a lot of white guys uh, snapping their fingers. Mainly, it's a lot of just B-roll from before all these guys started recording in this kind of small studio. Team is happy to be there, probably because they got to get away from hard shot for the afternoon. So probably probably what made them so happy. Uh, As we are watching them get ready, though, at the 18 second mark, I have been unable to determine exactly who this is because, like I said, not a lot written about this. But uh, there is, I believe it is Herm Winningham standing in the back against the wall by himself, and he's in this black leather jacket. And I believe he has smuggled a small bird into the studio, and he's hiding it in the inside pocket of his jacket. And it looks like he might be feeding it with an eyedropper. I I don't know what else he could possibly be doing. It's at the 18-second mark of, of of this Red Hot video. Take a look for yourself. Tell me if I am wrong. It's a small bird. Maybe it was hurt. He found it on the sidewalk. He's nursing it back to health. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's I a mean, lot of intrigue going on here. There's, you got to figure out stuff to do in your spare time. <laughs> or before your verse comes up for a team rap about the Cincinnati Reds and staying sure. in school. Time to set aside for that. Sure. There's, there's always, I mean, he's helping out a defenseless animal. Uh, ignoring whatever Herm is doing. Who do you think from this stacked squad, if you if you think back to the 1990 Cincinnati Reds, who do you think is going to lead off? You want somebody strong who's going to set the tempo and show that this is not We Are the World. This is more of a War Pigs version of We Are the World. Who who are you from that team? Are you gonna Are you gonna throw up there first? Well, my my first thought, and and I know this is incorrect because I believe we discussed last week that he wasn't even in it would be the one and only Eric Davis. Well, uh, we might need to go to kangaroo court for that last week. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Eric Davis is in this. Not a single article I read on this mentions him by name. 
But Funny. if you watch the video, you see him. You know what Eric Davis looks like. Right. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm guessing everybody else, though, Mark, probably said, well, of course, it's going to be Paul O'Neill. Sure. You think rap, you think Paul O'Neill. Yeah, I mean, seems like the obvious choice. Well, he certainly does set a tone. I will say that. Dressed in a sensible turquoise uh, polo shirt which is tucked into his pants, of course. He reads his lines directly from a piece of paper right in front of his face with about the emotion you would expect Paul O'Neill to read rap lyrics with. Let me tell you a story about a baseball team on top of the game, and it's not a dream. From fifth to first, the pennant we have won. Now I present the champion. Wow. Yeah. I think they should have got him to record this after striking out on a call third strike because he didn't (laughs) he didn't like that. Far more emotion. Uh, Yeah, this was generic. And I'm not sure that Paul O'Neill at that point in his life had ever even heard rap. I don't know. It's highly possible. Yeah. Yeah. So next we're going to go on. It's it's time for the main event. It's time for B-Lark to step up to the mic. He's obviously much more familiar with these lyrics. I'm guessing he probably had a hand in them. He actually saw them before somebody just handed them to him as he walked into the studio, which is all I can assume happened uh, with Paul O'Neill, which leads me to say that there's a reason why uh, B. Lark is in the Hall of Fame and Paul O'Neill is not. Yes. That preparation right there. Regardless, here we go. This is Barry Larkin's uh, part. So there you go. Now that's good. I'm not yeah. going to lie. He, he, he sounded great. He, he sounded Yeah. He, he knew how to keep the beat. He's got a good voice for it. I mean, be again, hall of famer right there. Barry Larkin. Now you heard him. He starts out by referencing Boogie E. Boogie E. Boogie E. Yeah. That's Eric Davis. Okay. Never heard that nickname for him before. Uh, again, none of these articles ever say Eric Davis or the or Boogie E, but Boogie E is Eric Davis. I had, in fact, I didn't have just a hard time. I did not find a complete list of who is actually on this track. Hmm. Any search returns basically Red Hot Chili Peppers info or Frank's Red Hot Sauce. So I'm fans of both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am pretty confident that I identified everybody correctly, but there might be people that didn't get a lyric that are just sure. in the room that I don't know of. Well, and I was going to say you're ended up on the cutting room floor, but oh, I mean, possibly. they put Paul O'Neill in there. So. <laughs> well, if, if somebody ended up getting cut out of this and Paul O'Neill didn't, that tells you how good that they were if they didn't make the Paul O'Neill cut. Yeah, side note, my acting name is Cutting Room Floor Johnston because of the plethora of times I've supposedly been in something but never saw it. Uh, Well, it's always easy to cut out the homeless person scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Yes, or the the mad scientist doesn't always make it either. Um, Now, I did hear in that that little rap there by B-Lark that he mentioned Spuds McKenzie. Yep, 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 yep. That, that'll that'll come up. Just be patient. Okay. But again, I just want to say I'm impressed, Barry. That was really good. Yeah, well done, sir. 
went on for 20 seconds as opposed to, you know, Paul O'Neill's like four. And that is exactly how rap sounded in, you know, 1989, 1990. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. As you mentioned, a Spuds McKenzie reference. When that is referenced, there is a shot of Chris Saba, who is there, who is for some reason wearing, I'm guessing, the same white mock turtleneck that he wore under his jersey the night before. <laughs> and he's bobbing his, his flat top cut. No rec specs. But he looks like a five-year-old that just ate an entire helping of cotton candy. Like, he looks like he's got a big-time sugar rush going on. Interesting gentleman, is all I'm going to say. Uh, Did he he throw his helmet by chance? No, 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 not wearing a helmet. Nobody's wearing a helmet. No helmets. If he had one, he would have thrown it. Oh, well, or if he had a bat, he could have broken it open and let the Super Bowls go (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) That too. Yeah. So also name checked here from B-Lark, the Nasty Boys. They're there. Minus Tim Burtzis, I might add. I think that's no, a, not fair. No, not cool. So far, let's say this. Uh, if we've got to score this, they're batting 500 so far, right? A miss for O'Neal. I'm going to give B-Lark a home run. I thought it was okay. great. I, 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 can, I, I get you. I, I can go with that. All right. So next comes Boogie E. As I said, we're assuming Eric Davis's nickname we didn't know because Eric Davis ensconched in acid wash denim and wearing science teacher glasses that might actually be bigger than the ones Vance Law wore steps up wow. to the I chose ball. Don't live the wrong way. I've seen people doing drugs and acting like they're cool. If they were smart, they'll kick the silly bus to school. Enough of that. Don't want to tell you what to do. Just listen up. I know you two is right for you. Back to the trap and listen what we got to say. Because 1990, we're going to take it all the way. So we get a little background where Boogie E is from. L.A. Yeah, yeah. Just checks out Eric Davis. And, and then don't do drugs. Stay in school message. Not really very gangster, but a good message. We'll let it slide. Some more smack talking, backing up B-Lark's claim that this is their year and and they're going to go all the way. This is obviously recorded before the postseason. I I don't know when this was recorded, but during the season at some point. But, you know, again, if we're using Paul O'Neill as a yardstick, B-Lark and Boogie E should be, at this point, frankly, remaking Rap God right now. Because I I thought he was fantastic. They're that good compared to Paul Uh, O'Neill. I do have to take umbrage, though, with Boogie. He says at one point he doesn't want to tell you what to do. But the very next line is listen up. Hmm. He's telling you to listen up. Sounds like he's telling you what to do. All right. So now we go into the chorus for the first time. Uh, Let's just I'll I'll just give you a little hint of the the chorus here. If you picked it up now. All right, so it's just the same thing over and over again. But there at the end, you get a little little Janet Jackson nasty yeah. voice. I wonder if Janet gave permission for that. I have written down here specifically that there is no way they ask or got permission to sample that. <laughs> there is no way. Anyway, the video is the best part here. This leads into the the Nasty Boy segment where you've got, let's see. Okay, so on the right, you've got the sheriff, Norm Charlton. He's there in this badass red leather jacket. Like Sabo, though, he is also wearing what appears to be a white Reds branded mock turtleneck Mm. under this. Kind of negates the cool leather jacket thing. But he's got his arms crossed until he notices the cameras on him. And then he uncrosses them and starts swinging his arms and snapping his finger you know, 
like a like a boomer today if they were pretending they liked listening to Drake they would be like yeah we got this so all three of them are around one mic because they're a group you know they're they're the nasty boys boys, yes and uh, they're all there they appear to all be keeping time to to music but it's just different music for each of them in their heads there they are all on different pages <laughs> before they they get to actually speak so again Rob Dibble is there, obviously. He's a nasty boy. He looks very angry, which is, I guess, kind of normal. Yeah, that that would fit. I wouldn't, maybe angry. He looks nervous. Like, he is concentrating so hard. He's got the vein in the forehead. He's concentrating so hard. He just doesn't want to mess up. Randy Myers is there wearing a Dayglow hat and uh, a white T-shirt that is, of course, tucked in to his pants. I think you can probably assume, unless I say otherwise, that everybody's t-shirts are tucked into their their pants. This is 1990. Yeah, yeah. So they're all supposed to be rapping at the same time, but obviously they are not. I think they thought it was supposed to be sung in the round or something, because they are all... Someone was definitely dragging. I think it's Dibble, to be honest. Yeah, probably. if, If you watch this video... You can see sometimes he's just mouthing what he thinks are the words. Like, did you used to do that? I like. Oh, sure. I still do. Yeah, I can't sing. So whenever, you know, they force your entire class to sing in front of the school or whatever, you see, I would just move my mouth to make it look like I was contributing. And the teacher obviously knew what I was doing, but figured it was better for me right. not to make noise because I couldn't Discretion sing. is the better part of valor, my exactly, friend. Exactly. Yes. So. I'm going to have to give it to the Nasty Boys. If we were to score this, I'm going to say it's a swinging strike that gets past the catcher, but the batter doesn't run, so they get tagged out at the plate, still in the box. Yeah, yeah. Like, not a good effort. I think that's a, I think that's a nice parallel. Yeah, so to recap, we've got O'Neal ground out. B-Lark, home run. Ball still hasn't come down. Boogie E, solid double into the gap because it's Eric Davis. And now, now a strikeout for the Nasty Boys. Yeah. Well, Mark, if anybody can provide that spark, it's got to be Herb Winningham. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Winningham, his baby bird, and Billy Hatcher, uh, they, they step up to the mic. When duty calls, Herb will deliver with crushing blows that'll make you shiver. Hatch in the outfield, running down shot, fly balls, line drives, they got to be counted. It's been a long year, we've taken some heat. When we win the pennant, just make it complete. So how do you score that? Herm seemed to drag a little. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that verse was so mid that I, I've forgotten it already. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it was on the track. I'll it give them that. some space, you they, know. They, 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 they measured up to the Paul O'Neill yardstick, apparently. So <laughs> next, it is time for uh, Mariano Duncan. So here's here's Dunk. To all you all, they just forget your wit. And like a kind of thing, you can touch the So that's it. Okay. <laughs> I guess he had something else to do that day. But this kind of reminds me of Rafael Santana's part in, in Get Mesmerized. He does, you know, a pretty good job for somebody who's obviously not using their native tongue to rap. Yes. 
He looks good, though. He's got his T-shirt tucked into his pants, like I said. But his pants are almost pulled up to his nipples. Like, <laughs> they're way up there. Like, uncomfortably. Yeah, they're, it's, it's up there. He also says the line, can't touch this, in here. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that. Which MC Hammer, Can't Touch This, did debut in 1990. Mm. So, you know, obviously that came out, and they're, they're referencing that. This was obviously recorded in 1990 as well. But Mariano was, was always ahead of his time. So you're telling me you think Mariano wrote that verse? I'm pretty sure that it was MC Hammer that stole it. Uh, okay. Mariano Duncan wrote Can't Touch This, recorded it. MC Hammer got an early copy and said, that is good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. That is what you are contending. I think that's obvious. All right. Well, we have nothing to disprove it at this point. There you go. I also cannot understand what he says at the very end there. It almost, to me, sounds like he swears, but he clearly, obviously does not. But it sure sounds like. Then we get to another version of, of the chorus and more padding. Another 30 seconds of that beat with a little bit of generic play-by-play under it. This is four seconds longer than Get Metsmerized, but it's got a lot of padding in it. I'm not going to lie. So now is this is the time. This is what you tune in for, Mark. Uh, it's it's Sabo time. Oh, boy. So that was not all. Uh, that was not all, Chris Sable. I don't. I'm not sure who it was. I think I know. I think it was Glenn Braggs was there. That um, makes sense. What they were doing is Glenn Braggs was asking the questions, and then Sable was responding. A call in and ve- response format. Yes, in very short answers. I might. <laughs> now, I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure it was Glenn Braggs. I can find no list who was actually involved in this. I'm just going by the fact that I could see his abs through his T-shirt. Ah. So I'm assuming that it's Glenn Braggs because he was just a ripped individual. Uh, I think Sabo will get better at rapping once uh, his voice lowers. <laughs> well, uh, I, I said we're going to score that as a hit by pitch because it hurt. Okay. Because Chris Sabo made me laugh when I first heard this, and especially well, when you watch it. When when I, you played it there, I thought, wow, Chris Sabo is not that bad. But now that you mentioned he was just responding. Yeah, that was that was glad Makes more sense. Yeah. And, and as great as this song is, song, that's being very, very lenient. As great as this is to listen to, if you watch the video, it is just so much better. It really is. Uh, Next, Randy Myers and Paul O'Neill each get a second verse. They bring him back. It's just as bad as the first one. Randy Myers is just as bad as Paul O'Neill. Not even worth listening to. I'm calling three called strikes. It's a John Cena at bat. Three called strikes right down the middle. Mm. So now we get to our first appearance by a starting pitcher. Somebody you know, Mark. It's Jose Rio. Oh, one of my heroes. This is the game. This really is not hard. Stay in school and you will go far. Don't do drugs. Don't be a user. Listen to us and don't be a loser. With the red. So they gave Jose a bit more to work with here. It's just generic don't do drugs line or two. And, and he, he did pretty good. I'll say a solid single to left. 
for for this if we're scoring yeah, it. it was all right and you know i'm noticing a recurring theme here anybody that really listened to this number i i was almost calling it a song yeah we can't definitely stayed in school because <laughs> they've mentioned that like three times yeah so before we go too far here i i said that's a solid single to to left for for jose rio if we look at jose rio since this thing was recorded we do see that in 2012 jose rio was arrested for money laundering with a drug dealer oops so despite saying you, you know stay in school don't do drugs don't be a loser yeah so i'm gonna say that he gets called out on first base via the hidden ball trick just a shameful <laughs> like shameful thing here Makes total sense yeah we go back to the chorus which uh, of course consists of, of four words I counted those. I think we all know what they are at this point. So we're nearing the end, I promise here. The whole team gets together. They, you know, kind of like we are the world, where the whole team is just around a single microphone. And uh, this is what they, what, they, what they sign off with, essentially. So say no to drugs, say no to crack, just hit the books and the bat with the ball or the ball with the bat, then you can win the World Series of Life. Well, and that's staying in school and not doing crack. Those are two very important things. Yeah, it's also uncomfortable for me. I'm not going to lie. I am uncomfortable (laughs) that I know people sang these lyrics knowing full well they were being recorded and they were okay with it. (laughs) It's true, yes. Also, there's no way that that was actually Chris Sabo or any of the Nasty Boys included in that last lyric. It was coherent, thusly ensuring that it was mainly nobody we've heard from except for maybe Larkin and, you know, Eric Davis and and Glenn Braggs. You're suggesting some of the players just lipped. Or, you know, they all were on separate tracks and some of those tracks got muted. Well, you just turn turn the mic off. Yeah, or... There was uh, a Milli Vanilli situation where they got some uh, background artists to come in and record that's, some of these. That's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, so we get another 20 seconds of padding to wrap this thing up. I don't know. I, I got to say, I think Metsmerized overall is better. Yeah. I mean, I have to give it a re-listen, but I, I recall it being a little bit better. Uh, I mean, not better rapping wise. I mean, I think Barry Larkin is the best here between either of the songs. But my feelings towards the Nighty Reds also might be coloring some of this decision. Mm, yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> again, I think Eric Davis gets a gets a nod, too, because, again, he's Eric Davis, and he's ensconced in uh, acid wash, which, if it was socially acceptable, I would probably do as well, but it's not anymore. <laughs> you can drape yourself in velvet. Velvet is socially acceptable. But you know what? They won the World Series. They backed it up. yes. This is true. So I, I got to ask you, Mark, here, what was worse? Was it Chris Sabo's addition to this this thing or his World Series parade speech? Oh, boy. Uh, I got to go with uh, the, the parade speech being worse because it was more verbose. Yeah. And this was just, yeah, this mm-hmm. was scheduled. Like, they right. told him what to say. Right. The other one, he was just he was drunk and Chris Sabo. <laughs> It's a bad combination. Yeah. So I literally never found out, like I said, for sure, the credits for this song. It is, it does say there, you know, when they 
when it says Bielark and the homeboys, Red's hot, it says the Caring Network for Children. So I'm making an assumption that this is a charity that they have done this for. Thus, the also the cringeworthy stay in school, don't do drugs messages are probably in there for that reason as well. Yeah, I, I one of one of the tracks mentioned study hard. And I just like to point out that I don't think either of us did that. No, I can guarantee you I never did. At least not in college I had to, even though I went to Washington State. But yeah, before college, I can guarantee you I never studied hard. Let's see. So Glenn Braggs actually has a connection to legitimate music people. He was married to one of the singers for En Vogue for 29 years. No kidding. Yeah. So good for him. All right. Wow. Remember on Vogue, yeah. I was legit happy that besides Jose Rios' ties to the drug world, nobody else involved in this opus had any reported drug problems. Right. At least that I could find. And they probably all stayed in school. No. I'm guessing that I'm guessing that a good deal of these guys never made it past high school because they got, you know, drafted right out of high school. Well, they stayed through high school. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. I mean, they're baseball players. One of the comments on the YouTube uh, version of this, I was reading comments, and somebody who watched this video said, quote, they're no blessed union of souls, end quote. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, that is a great, (laughs) great comment. I'm like, well, they're not. But I get it now. Apparently, Blessed Union of Souls are huge Reds fans and recorded a song about the Reds. No way. Yeah, and it's not bad. I'm not gonna lie. I am not going to lie. This is one of the best baseball songs I have ever heard in my life. Not bad at all. Now, was Kid Rock a member of Blessed Union of Souls? No, thankfully not. Just checking. Nor was Joe C. (laughs) R.I.P. Joe C. It's a great song. It really is. And they're obviously Reds fans. They've got some history in there. I really like that song. I'm not going to lie. Let's see. This led me down another rabbit hole here really quick of apparently the, a lot of songs have been written about the Reds. I found this one by the Sloppy Boys called Party with the Reds. Frankly, I think that should have, I think instead of Belark and the Homeboys, it should have probably been Belark and the Sloppy Boys. But uh, here is Party with the Reds. Well, those are some natty Reds are coming to all towns. And when they get in, they're going to want to get down. The pitcher, the catcher, the shortstop, and the rest. We're going to party with the Reds. Got the first base with me. The bad boy tricked us with his fake ID. The mayor 
So a couple of thoughts here. First of all, the first baseman got to first base with me. Very progressive for this song. Not going to lie. It did come out in 2018, so it's somewhat recent. I can't play any more of this because it is definitely not for kids. I see. It is also definitely not for Reds fans. The Sloppy Boys are Dodger fans, and they are trashing the Reds the entire song. Wow. No kidding. That one one part of the song, they asked the commissioner if they can play the Reds more because they're so bad. It's wow. It's it's an interesting song. Again, not for kids, not safe for work. I do have a question. Yeah. How do you spell Rayuds? <laughs> I think that's R E Y apostrophe. Yeah, I don't know. A-I-D-S? Like, party Rayuds? with the Rayuds. Rayuds. Well, they're interesting. Yeah, they're now, I did listen to the song once, the whole thing, and at the end, they kept talking about drop out of school and please do drugs. <laughs> well, that's those, that song sounds much more fun, doesn't it? <laughs> Skipping now, school kids, and doing drugs. Oh, wait, no kids listen to this. Never mind. Well, I think we did have one last week, but his father said he didn't listen anymore. <laughs> that's right. Remember, we sent somebody to go find it. It was uh, Skip Pitlock. No, it was not. Skip is oh. a loyal listener. Now, I was unaware that the Reds had so many songs written about them. Man, I guess. I bet the Marlins, if I had to take a guess, had the least number of songs written about them. I'm guessing Pitbull probably has like three or four, but that's it. That's got to be it for for the Marlins. I don't know who else would have less. Pitbull, not to be confused with Pitlock. No. Trust me. Pitbull is no skip Pitlock. Let me make sure I get that right. All right. So there you have it. There is Reds Hot. I felt like after getting mesmerized, we definitely needed to see what else is out there in terms of baseball rap. I think our listeners are probably some of the most well-versed people now in the song Red's Hot. Well-versed, yeah. Well, I don't know. They might be adverse to it now after that. <laughs> They're adverse. As yeah, well. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up the main part of the show. Now, as I said, this one went a little long because I I knew it was. I had a lot of stuff here, a lot of audio. If you missed last week's episode, big news. Uh, I dethroned Mark as the king of the world of Wax Packs heroes. We're still partying. No (laughs) gunfire reported at our parade. Uh, And no, uh, no viewers either. Wow. Now, hey, I, I mean... I can't argue, but <laughs> I also didn't tell anybody where it was. It's it's well, a private that, that event. makes it more difficult, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more difficult to show up if I don't tell you where. We're going to take a week off from Waxbacks Heroes. We've got a little bit something we're going to try different next week. We're going to try, it's, it's, we're still going to be looking at old baseball cards. We're still going to have a competitive edge to it. But we have been doing Waxbacks Heroes for, geez, almost five years now. Yeah, a while. <laughs> You know, it gets a little repetitive for us. I'm. It might be getting repetitive for listeners. I don't know. We're going to try a little something different. We're still going to be looking at mustaches and pop culture references and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to try the game a little bit different and, and just see how it, how it goes. Get ready for that. And maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll tell us it sucks. I don't know. We'll, we'll get some feedback and we'll work from there. But that is going to do it for this episode regardless if you want more of us or if you want a link to watch the the, the real video of Red's Hots, because I have to tell you, you got to watch it. It's, it's really good. 
Uh, you can find all that in the show notes. Uh, also in the show notes is all of our social links, which you can pretty much just check out at Two Strike Noise. That is at TWO Strike Noise anywhere on the internet, the dark net even. Apparently, you can you can wow. find Two Strike Noise on the dark net. Also, we have a email address, Mark. We do? Oh, yeah, we do. It's kind of different. You got to remember it. It's the name of the show, TWO, Two Strike Noise at gmail.com. Not sure if anybody's familiar with Gmail, but it has something to do with the Googles. We finally stepped up from the AOL.com <laughs> email address. Well, we still have the same AOL username, though. We have an AOL fan page, I'm sure, somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Somewhere, somewhere in the archives. Yeah. Just ask Jeeves and, and he'll, he'll tell you where to find that. But, wow. Uh, nice reference. Yeah. So, all right. There you go. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition. We will see you next week on another edition of Two Strike Noise. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. 